to the Wild Feather Podcast. I'm Brooke Dunwell, serial entrepreneur, sponge for life, and lover of people. Join me as we uncover the stories of courageous female entrepreneurs, founders, and investors pushing beyond limitless boundaries. Let's explore their creative journeys and pursuits to greatness. Today, Heather Fink is joining us. Heather knows sexy beauty. For over 30 years, she has been developing world-class beauty products for some of the sexiest, edgiest, most sophisticated, provocative, fashion-forward brands in the world. She has led teams at Victoria's Secret, MAC, Essie, and L'Oreal, and many others. When she was a little girl, she invented her own liquid lipstick by putting red nail polish on her lips. She now has started, and she's the founder of the Sexiest Beauty Company, which has some great lipsticks and a new product line that has rose balm and rose oil. She's fantastic. She's fun, and she's determined. Thank you, Heather, for joining us today. We're so excited to have you on our podcast. Thanks, Brooke. I'm excited to be here. Yay. We're (laughs) excited. So Heather has had a career in marketing and she is the founder of The Sexiest Beauty, which I like. It's sassy. (laughs) Um, So tell us about your journey to get to the idea of Sexiest Beauty and your experience of being a founder and how you became a founder and all that fun stuff. Sure, sure. Thank you for asking. So I guess it kind of, you know, whether I start at the beginning, um, which probably didn't, I didn't come to realize till later of, of this epiphany I had when I was little about the transformative power of beauty. But I sort of awoke to that after doing it for 30 years and remembered this experience I had when I was a little girl where I took my grandmother's nail polish. It was a bright red bottle of Q-Tex and I painted my lips with it thinking like, you know, this grown up glamour was this instant feeling of magical transformation and until I think my lips started burning and then my mom was like, what have you done? We had to. How do you get that off your lips? I don't remember that part. It's like, I don't know if we rushed to the emergency room, probably nothing that dramatic, probably some remover and took the bottle away from me. But um, yeah. And then fast forward um, to my future, I went to college and I was a French major and I moved to New York City with a a degree in French, and I went to uh, four different French-related job interviews through a headhunter, and one was at a bank, and the other was at a hotel, and the other one I can't remember. I forget where the third one was, and the fourth one was at L'Oreal. And uh, that was the first one that offered me a job, and I was, you know, putting quarters in the token machine to get from place to place in the subway. Uh, You know, I really just needed a job. So, and it was perfect. I mean, what a perfect opportunity, right? 
Yeah. So, and I had an amazing boss who I actually talked to yesterday. This was in 1980. I think it was in 89. I think it was January of 89. Maybe it was 88. I graduated in 87. It, it was 88. Okay. So 1988. And I talked to this, the woman yesterday, it was her birthday. And, um, we've kept in touch over all these years. She gave me a shot. I was a little kid, you know, just graduated college and Mm -hmm. probably had a business suit and not much else. And, um, so yeah, so I started at L'Oreal. It was in the fragrance division and she, about a year later left and went and, and asked me if I wanted to go. And, uh, it was the startup of Victoria's secret beauty, Mm Um, so, I mean, looking back on it and this is going back, this is over 30 years ago. That was, that was in 80, 88 or 80, that was in 89. I'm getting my years all confused, but it was in the late eighties and Mm -hmm. it was about a year after I had moved to New York and, uh, started the job at L'Oreal. And so I was there for 12 years and we created all of the very first products for Victoria's Secret Beauty. And that was probably, I bring it up and I go back so far because these were kind of all pivotal moments, you know, that if one thing hadn't happened and I hadn't, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows what I would probably be Mm -hmm. working at that, you know, French bank or something. Right, right. That's what I'd be doing. (laughs) I call those the planting seeds, right? You were planting the seeds along the way. Yeah, I've had so many moments like that, and they're all really special and, and important. Um, and and those twelve years was really special and important because we did I did every we did everything there. It was a very small team, especially at the beginning. There was just a couple of us, and we were in a lawyer's office that w- we were running a couple um, my, the owners of the company. It was a partnership with the limited with Les Wexner, and. Um, there was just a couple of us there. And so I learned everything from the ground up. I learned how to create a timetable to launch a new product and then, you know, meet all the dates and all the steps along the way that were needed to get a product from the beginning to the end. And uh, I always say it never ends because, you know, it's still that it's in the store and then the customers are sharing their experience with you. And then you realize you need to improve something or, you know, develop a display for it. Or so it, it just keeps on. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Right. <laughs> what a remarkable opportunity, though, and a great experience. It really was. It really yeah. was. I met so many amazing people that, you know, as I mentioned, I'm still f- close friends with. She said, oh, guess who I had, you know, lunch with? We have the same birthday, uh, Pam. And I was like, oh, Pam. Pam had, had was the next uh, person who gave me an, an opportunity there and, and promoted me. Um at Victoria's Secret and to gave me the opportunity to then start creating my own product lines within the company. And so, you know, these are really important people who gave me a chance along the way and uh, mentors. And I'm so grateful to them and and for those opportunities. Yeah. So how is it different? I can't imagine building a brand for, I mean, the, Victoria's Secret wasn't known for their makeup at the time, right? So building a brand new brand within a known brand right? versus building your own brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> great question. And um, 
when when I started my own brand, I didn't realize what a challenge it and you know, I think we'll talk about like I started it because I'm passionate about it, right? right so right. I didn't start it because I thought this was such a brilliant idea. I thought I started it because I'm passionate about it. But mm-hmm. if I had started it because it was such a brilliant idea, I probably should have thought twice because it's all really hard it's really challenging to create awareness for a new brand that's never, you know, that doesn't never existed than it was to create a product line within an existing brand, which is why it was such a genius idea to, mm. to, for this partnership with Victoria's secret, you know, and, and the founders of my company then, which mm-hmm. merged, into the limited so anyway complicated but it was it was these two guys and they went to les wexner and said hey why you know our expertise is beauty why don't we create beauty products under the victoria's secret umbrella which was genius because the brand especially this was you know as we as it was we said it was in the late 80s early 90s this brand was so enormous um was so well known and recognized and it was such an inherent product category, you know, it made total sense to put beauty products under Victoria's Secret. You were there, uh, you know, you wanted, they had the fancy lacy underwear and, you know, obviously the the basics as well, but what a great place of, um, you know, you're already in the store to, to right. get something to make you feel beautiful and enhance your, your, your beauty. And so these products made perfect sense. And so it did, it made a lot of sense and you had a built-in customer and built-in traffic, which again, I kind of took for granted when I started my own business. I, I didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. So where'd you go from Victoria's Secret? So my boss there, well, yeah, my, I, I, had a mentor, Jennifer Balbier, who was the head of product development there for all of those years. And the company itself merged with Victoria's Secret. My company ceased to exist and everything kind of got... So I would have never left if those things hadn't transpired. But my job became more operational. I still had the job, but it wasn't doing all the creative and coming up with all these new things. But I had an opportunity with Jennifer to move to Estee Lauder. She had been contacted and by Leonard Lauder, who at the time they had just acquired Mac Cosmetics and Leonard felt that, you know, that Jennifer was the, this, which she was, this the perfect person to bring over and help to, with the product development and, and the building of the Mac brand, which um, they were just moving from Canada to New York under the Estee Lauder umbrella, mm-hmm. which they did. And so Jennifer connected me with them and that's where I went. I moved over to Mac Cosmetics. That was in 2000. That's fun. It you was. You some really great brands. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that was, what do you call it? Planting the seeds? Yeah. That was another, that was a big awesome. seed. It was. It was really amazing. And I guess my fun. favorite part about fun. that experience was working with the makeup artists. 
because as today, same as today, the most important part about the Mac brand is that communication between the artists. Communication is probably not the right word, but the pro, the between the artists and the customers, the consumers, and that how the products work for both. And I was kind of in the middle, you know, bridging that gap since the artist, well, the artists do often, you know, they're the ones in the stores oftentimes, you know, working directly with the customers, but within the office, these were the makeup artists who did the fashion shows and did all the editorial and, and they were the original members of the Mac team in Canada and I had the opportunity to work with them and behind the scenes at fashion shows and things to create the products that they needed that in turn were then um, for the consumer as well and, and bridging that gap and, and identifying at the time it was what are, you know, I, I um, looking at what the gaps in the assortment were, sort of the brand strategy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time, they had one foundation. It was Studio Fix. And it was a powder. So that was easy. It was like, let's work on foundations. And so we kind of pulled that apart and then did that category by category. And that was a really awesome opportunity as well. And the creative team there was really strong. And so working with the strong product team, a strong creative team, and being that bridge with the consumer was a great opportunity. Great That's experience. awesome. Okay, so why or how did you start your own makeup company, Lipstick? Yeah, so fast forward, I worked at a few other companies, the last one of which was Inner Parfums, which was licensing um, with fragrances. So Mm -hmm. I worked on several different brands' fragrances, BB, The Fashion, Asian Provocateur was a high-end British lingerie. So again, it was all about this, you know, fashion and um, affordable luxury. Well, maybe not so much in the case of Asian Provocateur. That was like a really high-end expensive. But with the with the beauty products and the perfumes, and I did makeup for them as well, it wasn't, you know, it was about having an affordable luxury within that environment where mm-hmm. the, the bras might be $500, but you could get a perfume, you know, for 100 or so. So w- that company restructured. I lost my job. That was in 2016. And I thought, hmm, now what am I going to do? I really just immediately tried to find another job and spent over a year full time trying to find another job. Hmm. And I didn't. I couldn't. So I don't know if it was in hindsight, maybe the universe telling me, like, let's try something different, you know, or forcing me to really force my hand. I, I would have gone back to another corporate job if I could have, if I would have found one. So what do I love to do? I really just, I love beauty products. And I thought, hmm, my favorite thing is lipstick. Um, as you know, from when I was a little girl with yeah. nail polish on right. my lips. Um, and also it is an affordable luxury and it's the kind of, you know, for $20 or less, you can just feel like a new 
you know, you've got a new wardrobe or just sort of invigorated or, um, it, it, that's how it makes me feel anyway. I I love throwing on a new lipstick and, you know, you and I were chatting, you usually have more than one. Yep. Lipstick, right? So I think you get different moods, you have different ones for what you're doing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, let me start with lips and I guess I took really everything that I had known and loved and tried to put it all into one brand. And so the product was lipstick that I know and love. Um, The, uh, what else was I going to say? Well, the positioning, you know, about diversity, oh, about this whole sexy edgy thing. The sexy came from Victoria's Secret and Agent Provocateur, and the edgy came from MAC, you know, and wanting all my products to be vetted by pro makeup artists and estheticians, because that's not what I am. I'm not a professional makeup artist. I aspire to be one. I admire them so much um, that I want to have their input and feedback. And, you know, so I've made sure of, of that. Um, being the case. And then the whole diversity and inclusion, the other things that are really important to my brand, diversity and inclusion, Mm -hmm. because I felt like, and the reason, you know, I came out with the name, The Sexiest Beauty, is taking that heritage and putting it all together, but it's for you, it's you're the sexiest beauty, you Mm -hmm. know, rather than um, you know, an image of an I, you know, what was formerly thought of as an ideal and or represented as such in mm-hmm. in beauty marketing and, and most marketing in general. I felt like it was time that that you were the representation of your own authentic beauty. Yeah, you know, so that's and and I feel like diversity is what is beautiful. I, I don't think one standard of anything it represents true beauty. I, I, diversity to me is what is is beautiful. So <laughs> diversity was really important. Inclusion, obviously, I feel like everyone is sexy and you have that inside of you. And, you know, to enhance that or embrace that is my mission. Mm-hmm. Um and then giving back is really important to me. So that I made sure, you know, that's a really important part of the branding of, of our brand mission is uh, giving back is just as important as great product. Yeah. So I took all of those things and squished them into one. And it's a long story, but um, it's really start all started with um, ha- not being able to find a job, doing something I'm passionate about creating what I felt like was the best lipstick formula available on the market for an affordable price so that we could buy more than one. And, um, you know, everything else that goes along with that was just what was important to me to see in a brand. So did you know the process of how to create a lipstick like, or did you, I'm assuming you knew some of that process because like, for instance, myself, if I came up with the idea, like, I love lipstick, I'm going to create my own lipstick brand. I, I would have no clue as to where to start, <laughs> what to do, nothing, right? Like, not a clue. So did you already know some of that process? Like, your products are made in the States, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so was that an easy transition? 
Like, I was going to say, you just Google it. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm just amazed if you by me. Be like, hey, Heather, how do I just Google it? <laughs> we could just Google everything. Ask Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> She's like, what do you want now? Like, it can't be Is that your simple. Alexa just randomly talk to you in the middle of the day sometimes i'm like i didn't even say anything out loud and she's talk telling me what to do <laughs> i don't have alexa oh my gosh so yes so yes that's the ease that was i mean i've been so lucky all of these years for the past 30 years to work with the top beauty labs in the world yeah. so you so know who they are really easy right you could just call someone up or text them or yeah that's a huge advantage that's like that was really huge yeah yeah that's the easy part right okay so what's the hard part (laughs) (laughs) i set you up for that one didn't Uh, i yep yep that was an easy (laughs) one good (laughs) i guess i really wanted to talk about the hard part no i think Um, it's real it's legit like lately everyone is come to me and they said i don't i'm tired of people of entrepreneurs and founders painting a pretty picture when reality is it's not an easy road and we want to relate to the real stuff you know what i mean like not the overnight success story i mean it can happen and i think it can click one day and you have your success but realistically we only hear about the point three percent of the startups in the world that succeed and they don't see all of the other ones i think yeah yeah it's you just reminded me of a biography i was watching last night on elon musk and it was really fascinating i forget it was like on netflix or prime or something but um you know for all his successes and they're so numerous it's just mind-boggling how he juggles all of these companies but then it talked about you know along the way there were some things that didn't you know i want to say they were failures but he just keeps moving right along and he's got four or five other things you know who knows how many other things so it's really about it just reminded me about perseverance and endurance and determination Mm -hmm. if anybody ever asked me a word to describe myself i've I always say determined whatever it is like I'm like a dog with a bone (laughs) 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 well you sacrificed a lot to get here Uh, I admire that it's been really challenging it's been really challenging it's really hard it's been my entire you know life savings and now I'm just like scraping together and just doing whatever I can, but I am determined. Um, I am determined. And I feel like to some degree, and maybe, you know, as optimistic, I am an eternal optimist too, but I feel like it's, I am making a difference somehow, even in my own way, this is Mm -hmm. my way where I can make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know, with the giving back, maybe with great products that you can rely on, I try to make the customer service and the experience something that will make you ha- happy and smile because that was that's another really important thing from me and it's this quote by Maya Angelou where she says that you'll 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 forget 
what people said and you'll forget what people did, but you'll never forget how they made you feel. And that's what I want the brand to be like for anyone who experiences it is they, I want you to feel fantastic. I just want you to feel uplifted and empowered. And I mean, you already are, but I just want you to feel like that's that we're supporting that and, you know, here in any way that we can to, um, to help, help, help you and be a positive experience. So, um, so we're going to go back because you're not going to avoid that question. So what have been your challenges? Brand awareness and sales. So I can create a great lipstick. It's not like (laughs) the field of dreams, like build it and they will come. Or maybe it is. (laughs) Build it and spend a lot on digital advertising and... <laughs> build it and spend a fortune no, and they'll eventually nobody, come. Nobody came. Right. I'm really grateful for every single customer and every single friend and family member who's placed an order. You know, it's all right. so and I I at this point it's about scaling. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge. You know, customer acquisition, I guess is what it is. It's brand awareness, customer acquisition. Um, and those are the things that are outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. So do you have, cause I know there are different models of doing this. So do you have everything already pre-made and then they're sitting, do you have a warehouse that's shipping them out to you or are you shipping yourself and, or are you making as you go? Like that all stuff boggles my mind. Cause I don't know how you can forecast an unknown product. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good news is, is that I've been in business for almost four years now. So I have a general idea of quantities and volumes. Well, to answer the first part of your question, I have it manufactured in of cosmetics factory. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with two of the top cosmetics factories in the United States. Um, they're based in New York, you know, um, so relatively local, especially when I lived in New York, they were really local, but, um, I'm in Pennsylvania now. So there's, they're still local. I still visit them and we produce as needed. Okay. Um, I give them a forecast. I give them quantities and they manufacture it. They ship it to me and, and I get, you know, like I said, from a couple of different places. So some things come in and different. Sometimes I have to put the labels on. I have to put them in the boxes. I, I'm doing all my shipping myself right now, which is great because I'm a control freak, mm-hmm. which is not great, you know, as far as scalability. So I do have several um, third-party fulfillment houses that are close to me. I also worked at QVC along the way. When I was at QVC, which is right here where I'm based, um, I partnered with several fulfillment houses who are good friends of mine. So um, so they're at the ready. I, I've met with them in regards to turning that over at, when the time comes. So, yeah, and my mom helps me. I live, you know, I know... We touched on that, but I live with my parents and my family and I live with my parents. So my mom is one of my biggest uh, pack out helpers and she makes little samples and we do these little pots and put Mm, them in all the orders. And that's awesome. 
it's great to have her help. I'm really appreciative of that too, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where do you normally, where can the people buy your product? So I'm found in several different retail locations. Probably the easiest to find is my own website, which is thesexiestbeauty.com. Um, you can go in through Instagram or Facebook and it's links directly to my site or just go to www.thesexiestbeauty.com. I'm also found in several niche, um, retail stores and salons and spas in the United States primarily. Um, I'm also on several e-commerce websites in the United States, so I have uh, Beauty Bridge as a retail partner, Boutique.nyc as a retail partner. We're in the Greenbrier's uh, Resort and, and Spa in West Virginia, which is a really, really big destination where people go and spend a week and do all kinds of activities, and um, they have awesome. a great uh, gift shop, and so... Well, I have used your products and I think they're amazing. I think they're great. The lipstick stays on. It's great. And it's not so like matte or cakey where you can't open your mouth, which some of those lipsticks out there are like that. They're nice and smooth and soft. And the Rose Balm is amazing. So I'm a huge fan. Thank you. You're so welcome. glad to hear that. <laughs> I can't wait to order new colors. You, you know that already, but um, I can't wait to get some new ones. We've got some new ones in the works. Yeah. So some new, exciting colors coming out. So that's cool. So what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, gosh. Well, it's never about having created the best lipstick. (laughs) It's more about. You know, and that's just my vehicle, I think, to to giving, to empowering. One of my advisors once said, are you, do you want to empower people or do you want to sell lipstick? I'm like, can I do both? (laughs) Of course you can. Like I had to pick one. So that's just, you know, what Mm -hmm. I, what I'm able to do, um, my expertise. Um, It's, but it's really about empower, empowering others to feel and live their best life and um, be an example. I have a daughter. I know you do as well. We both have sort of tween. Mine's turning 13 this week. So she, oh, was, wow. she told me I, she won't be a tween anymore. <laughs> Official teen. Um, yeah. So it's to be an example for her um, that, she, you know, work hard and determination and you'll succeed. Um and and also the giving back it's really important to me to a, mm-hmm. a wide range of just i want to give back to humanity so and it's about equality and diversity and so that's a probably long-winded not very clear uh wish for a legacy but it's okay it can be whatever loaded. you want it to be right it's <laughs> yeah. your story <laughs> so if you were to give others any advice or any lessons learned that could be helpful to individuals starting out or other founders that may be on a similar path, what would you tell them? Well, definitely 
determination and not giving up. Um, one of the things I've noticed is that each time, every day, something happens that reminds me to keep going. Even if I feel like I'm just about to give up mm-hmm. or this is never going to work, you know, when that negative thinking kind of crops up or I really should go get a day, you know, a real job or think, you know, then another opportunity presents itself or someone, I get a, an email or a text from a customer saying something, you know, about how this product really performed or gave her the, you know, this amazing feeling or, or him or her, you know, for a special event maybe they had or, or, you know, so little things like that happen to remind me to keep going. So I guess look out for those things. Try to stay true to your course. Um, I call it suit up and show up. I just get up every day and keep going. Right. Um, I feel like there was more to that question and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but that would, that was good. My one piece of Uh, advice, I guess. So how can we help you succeed? What can we do for you? How can we help? Uh, Well, buy some lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. It's really about, you know, I mean, if I don't have money coming in, I can't keep, which is what I try to do you know, well, not try, it all goes back into the company, right? So whenever I get an order, it just goes right back in, um, you know, whether it's to inventory or another ad where I can touch another person, you know, and acquire another customer. Um, So that, tell your friends like you do, like here we are today, we're talking to friends and colleagues and about, you know, so the awareness, building the awareness, post it on social media, Mm-hmm. Um, that's always really helpful. That sort of, um, authentic review really means a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you um, have a, do you have a review section on your website? I do. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. So what's next? Do you have more than lipstick products in your mind for the future? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm collaborating with the labs and working on some new formulas. We have mm-hmm. these new shades coming out that I was telling telling you about. Yeah. Um, working on names for some new colors. So yeah. this is still lip related. The, we've had such a huge success um, response to the face balm that we launched right before COVID. This was last February, this came out. It has 45 five-star reviews on the website it's a a rose bomb just so everyone knows what it is it's a rose bomb and it looks pink but it's very sheer when you put it on and it is so soft and it makes you shimmer glow i don't know but not too extreme it just gives you this healthy glow and it feels amazing it's lightweight it's fantastic Thank you. How was that? Did I do a, did I do a good job? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. I'm glad we have that on tape. <laughs> so we need to, which I have, as you mentioned um, while we were chatting before the show, but the face oil that you tried that and like that. 
Yeah. So I've started expanding. I actually created my own. This isn't the final packaging, but it's like a test sample of the of Rosewater face spray. Ah. So it's distilled rose petals. It's called a hydrosol. It's rose petals boiled in water and then strained. It's pure organic ah. rose water. Wow. And it's okay. just this refreshing mist. And I use it, I layer it with the products. So anyway, these are all actually available now, but I want to build on this category. And I also have a category for lip care. So I have lip color, lip care, which is called lip love. And then the uh, skincare makeup hybrid category, because this also has, like you were describing, that sort of smoothing and perfecting the skin with mm-hmm. that rose glow, it's like not really a shimmer, like you said, right? It's just sort of this wash of dewy rosiness. Um, expanding on that category, that's called rose glow. Mm-hmm. And then who Can knows? Can you make a setting you know, spray in that category? <laughs> Yeah, this rose glow face spray can uh-huh. be used before or after. Okay. Uh, makeup. It, it, it is also used as a makeup setting spray. Okay. Awesome. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I think that sounds like fun. Sounds like you've got some new products in the mix. Yeah. So we will do all that we can to promote your products and your company and see if we can turn you into an overnight success so <laughs> and we can it. do some marketing and advertising for you right awesome yes yeah. so, so where other than your website where can people find you well, if you're in New York City, we're in a curated collection of products at Maison 10, which is, okay. I, don't know, I think it's on West 29th Street. But if you Google Maison 10 or check out my Instagram, we have it posted on there too. So um, it's actually the Rose Glow Face Balm they curated and are carrying in their assortment there, along with a bunch of amazing other beauty products, as well as art and home yeah. textiles and fashions and independent artists and designers. That's awesome. Really cool stuff. Your Instagram account is that under sexiest beauty or is that your personal or what Instagram should they follow? I'm assuming you put new products that are coming out and new colors and all that fun stuff on Instagram. Is that your main source of social? Pretty much. I'm like an Instagram junkie. I still, it's like, I don't know, my happy place. I love Instagram. That's where everything related to the business and I pretty much it's a great question. I tell everyone, go to my Instagram. It's all there. I'm there all the time. It's at the sexiest beauty. Okay. Perfect. So they can go to your website to buy products. They can go to Instagram to follow you and learn about new products. That's right. And, um, find you in other areas like the Maison and, um, other online marketplaces, et cetera. That's, cool. that's true. Yay. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us today and told us your story. And I am confident you will have success. You've got the determination and that's like the biggest key, I think, to success. So you Thank will do fantastic you. and Thank we you. will support you in whatever way that we can. 
Thank you. And same here. I'm, I'm thrilled with your podcast and the community and whatever I can do to support you as well and, and the community and, and others in it. I'm here for that and really grateful that you had me on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So just so everyone knows, you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google, or you can catch us on our YouTube channel at the Wild Feather Podcast. And until next time, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Wild Feather. Be authentic, be limitless, and love yourself. Thank you.